Welcome to another episode of the Military Influencer Conference podcast. This episode is on the entrepreneur ecosystem, which is plan, launch, and grow your brand. Jen Pilcher moderates a panel consisting of Mark Rockefeller, Charlotte Creech, Bernard Edwards, and Herschel Metcalf talking about plan, launch, and grow your brand. Enjoy. Hey guys, my apologies. I wanted to speak earlier, but my voice just isn't there. I guess we had too much fun last night. <clears throat> so listen, every person on this stage has touched me personally in one way or the other. I would say... <laughs> Let me remember who I'm talking to. Listen, at the, bottom, at the end of the day, these individuals that are sitting behind me have been instrumental in my growth and my development as an entrepreneur. Uh, I'm, an, I'm an active duty service member. I don't know anything about business. I had an idea, a concept. I knew what influence was. I partnered with the correct people. And what you see is a culmination of all that. But where did I get my hard lessons from? Jen Pilcher has been a mentor and a role model to me for years. I met her at a USA event years ago when, uh, can I say you were just starting out? She was just starting out. I was young. <laughs> <laughs> You're still young, right? Had an opportunity to connect with Charlotte at a Patriot Boot Camp in February of this past year. This conference was a glimmer in my eye at that point. There, I met Mark Rockefeller. Um, initially, He's not the easiest person to have a conversation with. But once, <laughs> once you catch his eye and he sees the glimmer and he starts to believe in the vision that you are laying in front of you, he can be one of the most creative and influential people to make key introductions to help you get started whatever you want to do. And then finally, we've got two people up there. Please tell me you're not doing that Snapchat thing right now. <laughs> So Bernard, for those of you who don't know, I am a vetted fellow, and Bernard is the entrepreneur in residence for the program. Lastly, we have Urshul Metcalf, who is um, from Honor, Courage, and Commitment. A lot of us had an opportunity to connect with him yesterday. So real quick, let me just introduce Ms. Pilcher. She is one of the nation's foremost experts on military and veteran consumers, and the founder and, C and CEO of Strategic Military Communications, LLC, and GenPilcher.com. Ms. Pilcher is also the founder, Emertis, did I pronounce that right? Of Military One Click, the leading media brand for empowering the military and veteran communities, and founder of Mill Spouse Fest, a one-of-a-kind PowerPoint-free event held across the country with over 1,000 military spouses who have attended to date. In 2016, four events were launched, and in 2017, six events were added due to the overwhelming success. She is a proud Navy spouse of over 20 years, and mom of two kids. Military One Click has been recently acquired by. Step off the stage. Uh, <laughs> all right, and I think I'm mic'd up, so I, we have an extra microphone. Uh, yes, recently acquired in May. Uh, a lot of you, I'm sure, are familiar with Lafayette Media Group, which is the proud parents of um, uh, 
I'm sorry, <laughs> task and purpose and higher purpose. So uh, we're thrilled that a veteran-owned company now is the parent company of four brands out there in our community, which is task and purpose, higher purpose, military one-click, and mill spouse fest. So it's a real combination of veteran mill spouses uh, doing great for our community. So pr proud to be part of their, their family now. So we're going to kick things off. We're excited to see so many of you in this room. We're all about the love and the community, but we're also competitive, and we're super excited to have a lot of people in here. So <laughs> uh, when Cortez and I started talking about this event and the panel, and I said to him, you know, what really helped me as an entrepreneur was the entrepreneur ecosystem, the people that are in our community, the organizations they do. But there really hasn't been an event to bring us all together and, more importantly, a panel to bring us all together to talk about their organizations and also them as entrepreneurs. So I'm gonna take a brief moment, introduce each of them, and then we're gonna get right into it. I have some questions planned, but then we're super excited. We have an hour and we're gonna open this up. So get your questions ready for any of us up here, organization-wise, people-wise, or what the glasses are um, all about. So to my right, one of my favorite gal pals, Charlotte Creech. She is the CEO of Patriot Bootcamp. How many of you out there are uh, alumni of Patriot Bootcamp? All right, we're gonna change that, Charlotte. Next year it's gonna be all of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 501c3 nonprofit on a mission to assemble and activate an inclusive community that advances veterans and mill spouses in their mission to become creators, innovators, and entrepreneurs leading the new economy. Charlotte attended the 2013 and 2013 cohorts of Patriot Bootcamp's Technology Entrepreneurship Bootcamp representing Combat to Career, a tech startup she co-founded to match veterans with higher education programs through a personalized college search and GI Bill tuition calculator. Prior to releasing her inner entrepreneur, she worked as a program manager for a university-based technology incubation program and as a consultant for companies ranging from venture-backed startups to Fortune 500 companies. Charlotte has a bachelor's degree in business management from Bentley University and an MBA from University of Connecticut. She is the proud spouse of an Air Force veteran turned DOD firefighter at Fort Hood and resides north of Austin, Texas with her husband and two children. Please welcome Charlotte Creech. Okay, Bernard, and this is the first time we're meeting in person, like many of you. We've known each other now a while, but first time in person. Bernard is a real estate investor, consultant, public speaker, USO ambassador, founder of Unconventional Veteran, and entrepreneur in residence at Vetted. While serving in the United States Air Force, Bernard had the privilege of training and leading over 350 of the nation's bravest savers of life and limb in many of the major medical centers of the military. Now he helps fellow veterans with one of their most difficult missions in life, their transition out of the military back to civilian life. Vetted is a nonprofit organization that focuses on injecting military talent into the executive fab fabric of today's leading companies. To do this is a seven-month fellowship made possible by partner universities, corporations, and gracious donations. Please welcome Bernard and his Snapchat filtered glasses. <laughs> Thank you. 
Next to him is Mark Rockefeller, good friend. We started around the same time, so we can, we can get into some good history stories here, and thrilled to have Mark on the panel. He's a veteran, recovering lawyer, and the co-founder and CEO of StreetShares, the number one funding community for veteran-owned businesses in America. His mission is to fund the next generation, next greatest generation of American entrepreneurs. In 2015, StreetShares raised the largest fund to finance veteran-owned businesses in American history. Mark is also the director of the StreetShares Foundation, which provides educational content and grants to veteran and mill spouse entrepreneurs. Mark writes the Veterans Entrepreneurship column for Forbes and is currently launching Warrior Business Minutes, which I love watching, and they are short 60-second insights from veteran entrepreneurs, for which he'd like to interview each of you. So definitely find Mark afterwards. And last but not least, our host for our fantastic party last night. How was it? Everybody have a good time? All right, Urschel, thanks for making that happen. Urschel Metcalf is a 13-year Marine veteran who also spent nine years vocationally as a pastor and missionary following his active duty service. Urschel's personal mission is to be the right man at the right time, saying the right words to change the world. Urschel is a speaker and content creator, and after a spending several years in financial services, launched a private equity firm that focused on collaborative capitalism. Currently, Urschel is the Director of Operations for Honor, Courage, and Commitment, an organization focused on veteran empowerment with programs for veteran entrepreneurs, career development, and mentorship. Honor, Courage, Commitment has helped North Texas veterans generate over $16 million in revenue since 2012, and recently opened a 7,000 square foot party house, I mean business center, <laughs> dedicated to the veteran business community. Urschel strives to activate, motivate, and partner with the best and the brightest to have a lasting impact and be a voice of change. Welcome, Urschel. So we're going to get into this, and first we're going to talk to them about their organizations, and then I have some, a few questions for them personally as entrepreneurs, and then we're going to open it up and have a big old great discussion. So besides what I just mentioned about the overall thing that people probably read online about your organizations, can you provide us a more little in-depth uh, description of the program? Charlotte. Sure. Um, so again, Patriot Boot Camp. We are a nonprofit that assists veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs in growing their businesses. We have two core programs. One is an intensive three-day tech entrepreneur boot camp. So that's a good fit for somebody who's looking to grow a, a scalable technology business. Think your, you know, Facebooks of the world, um, either a, a tech product or a tech platform or a technology-enabled business such as an e-commerce platform. So again, that's a three-day intensive boot camp program. We run it twice per year. It's free for the entrepreneurs that are accepted to attend. Um, and it's for those that are looking to build scalable tech ventures. Um, our other program is called Veterans in Residence, and that's a pilot program, a really community-based, more of an incubator-type program. We have um, pilots in both Denver, Colorado, and Austin, Texas, and we have groups of 10 veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs at a time. We give them free office space to run their venture inside of um, our WeWork locations, and provide them with mentors 
um, and guest speakers as well. And if I had to break it down into a, a quick summary, um, what separates us from some of the other organizations is that we're highly mentorship driven. So one of the core functions of Patriot View Camp is that we connect you with subject matter experts and provide one-on-one -on -one hands-on mentoring. That's awesome. Uh, so how many folks do I have in here that are vetted fellows? I know Cortez is one of them. Um, don't see any familiar faces at the moment. But uh, just to let you all know a little bit more about what we're doing at Vetted, you know, we're a startup nonprofit, uh, 501c, uh, that's, that's focused on injecting military talent into the executive fabric of today's leading companies. And so what that means is the, it's not for every veteran. It's for a veteran that's generally E6 and above that already has some form of education. Uh, the average veteran that was accepted into our first two cohorts had a bachelor's degree and was working on their graduate degree. Some of them already had MBA degrees and, and things of that nature, but we did have two who were E5s. They were from the soft community, and uh, they were actually just working on their bachelor's. They hadn't completed. Uh, one just completed, and the other one will complete while they're in our program. And so our program is five months distance learning at Wharton, uh, which for those that don't know, it's the oldest business school in America. Uh, very hard to get into. It's harder to get in. It's easier to get into Harvard than get into that MBA program. And so we're not we're not giving you MBAs, but you do get a certificate. You get somewhat of a basic alumni status that you're able to tap into with that. But what we're doing is bridging that gap from that military uh, speak and leadership getting you into the corporate uh, you know, leadership and culture of today's leading companies. And then the last two months is an in-residence portion that uh, right now we have at UT, Texas A&M, and Rice. And uh, we're gonna be rolling it out. Um, I, I guess I can say this publicly, but Wharton actually wants us to have an in-residence portion there. And so still kind of working the details out of that. But uh, hopefully this is gonna be an amazing opportunity that spreads because you know, we really believe that if we focus on helping veterans get into those executive positions, those decision-making positions in companies, that's gonna affect change all throughout. And those folks who just do maybe four years, eight years, don't have that education, but they want to come in on that lower level and get hired and move up in the ranks, uh, our fellows will be able to make that happen. All right, hi, I'm Mark Rock. Curtez, where are you? I'm like unapproachable. I don't. I don't get that. I, I'm. I'm very approachable. Come talk to me. I. Uh, I'm going to assume that he meant that he couldn't get through to me. That that, that I'm hard to track down. I'm a very nice guy. Please come talk to me afterwards. Um, anyway. Um, we have two things going on. One is Street Shares Inc. One is Street Shares Foundation. And so Street Shares Inc. is a for-profit that is trying to do something that is very, very difficult to do in the world, and that is to do good and do well. <laughs> right? I believe that it can be done. It's hard, but I believe that it can be done. Uh, I was military for nine years, was a Wall Street lawyer where I was well paid, but life sucked and I wasn't doing anything good for anyone, and then left to co-found Street Shares uh, in, in an attempt to do good and do well. Uh, great companies, which we're trying to become, solve great problems, and the problem that we're trying to solve is access to capital for veteran-owned businesses. So I came back from Iraq in the summer of 08. Uh, for those of you in the know, you guys know what was happening in the summer of 08. Bear Stearns had collapsed, Lehman was about to, the entire crisis was about to kick off. And veterans coming back and leaving the service to, to start their own business faced two challenges, right? 
One, there was this financial crisis erected right as a barrier when we're trying to get out and start a business. And two is a misperception around veterans. Uh, true story, I was, on, um, I was in Silicon Valley meeting with investors to fund our own startup. And when the guy learned that I was going to be funding veteran entrepreneurs, he said, aren't they riskier because of PTSD and a lack of education? Yes, exactly. Now, I'm in the Air Force, so I didn't punch the guy in the face. <laughs> I've got some Marines in the room that would have, right? But I can tell you, I didn't take his money, and it sort of, it, 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 you know, it showed me how, how difficult it can be, right, when you're a veteran to leave and get access to that capital. So that has become our uh, life's mission, frankly, at Street Shares. So we do three things. One, we're a community of 43,000 veteran entrepreneurs and those who support them. Um, 43,000 on the Street Shares Inc. side, 20,000 on the foundation side. Uh, two, we provide grants up to $5,000 on the foundation side and then loans up to $2 million on the Inc. side, so we fund. And three, we actually invented a kind of security and we got it approved by the, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Committee, uh, that is basically the world's first social impact investment for veterans. So it allows the general public to invest in veteran entrepreneurs through us. Uh, it's called a veteran business bond and uh, uh, costs $25 to buy a bond. Uh, go to streetchairs.com and check it out. And uh, so we can, we can you know, talk about that later on. But uh, uh, thrilled to be here. Uh, wonderful that, that uh, Cortez has, has assembled this group even if, if he's going to say that I'm unapproachable, so. Urshel <laughs> uh, Metcalf, Honor Courage Commitment. Uh, it's an organization that started in 2011. Uh, actually, uh, one of the founders of the organization is here. His name is Judd Rogers. You may have met him at the party last night. And you'll probably meet him at the party tonight um, because one of the real strong principles of Honor Courage Commitment is being able to successfully party and get up the next day and go to work. <laughs> kind of a veteran trait as it is. But uh, So Judd and a Marine Staff Sergeant, um, that we're in an MBA program together. and. They came across one question that they were both interested in. How do we help veteran entrepreneurs be more successful? Some were having success and some were not. And so they started exploring that. And so the, the result was coming up with three pillars of saying, um, we're going to do community service, we're going to have mentorship, and we're going to focus on continuing education. And that resulted in kind of a one-on-one -on -one that developed into a program that when I first encountered the organization, veterans were going through the entrepreneur training and they were being paid a stipend when they went through the 16 and then became 12 and then eight week training um, so that they could focus full time on developing their business and there was a partnership with Southern Methodist University to provide some of the training as well as all of the other things that were going on and that program has continued to evolve in a way that not only are the veterans receiving the, the training to start that business and get through the phase of I have an idea and, and also what we think really is important is do you really want to be an entrepreneur? Um, I know that you, know, you, watch, you watch Shark Tank and all of these other things and you meet you know, really cool people and, and it seems like an awesome thing, but we want to make sure that they understand the beating that they're actually signing up for. Um, and make sure that they are prepared in every way, financially, you know, there, there are ramifications. And so the program has evolved and developed in a way that veterans, no matter what stage of business they're in, they can not only get the training and get the help, but what 
I think one of the things that I'm most excited about outside of the training and the equipping that they get is now that we have the Veteran Business Center. Um, it's a place where the veterans can come and run their businesses together. Um, not just going through the cohort and the class and then moving on to the next phase of life. Um, I've, most of us have probably, if, if you've been a, an entrepreneur or solopreneur, um, you've probably, you know, used a, a co-working space or, you know, a Regis business office. And when I had one, I, I went there. I went to whatever my office was. I maybe had a conversation with someone wherever the coffee was. And I went back into my office and I did my work and I went home. And it was that part of, like, Forrest Gump when he's in combat and he takes off running because that's what Jenny told him to do and then he's all alone and that was a bad thing. And I think that's what entrepreneurship and especially the solopreneurs go through all the time. But now to have a place where not only do you come to work and do your work and build your business and get the training, but you're there with other people that because we're all veterans, we're all invested in each other's business. And, um, and that's a really exciting part. And, and just a, a story that we had just last week with um, one of the cohorts in their third week of training. One of them makes, um, she makes cheesecakes that are gluten-free and they taste good. <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> no, they really do taste good. I don't even like cheesecake. They really do taste good. She went to her first farmer's market um, last week, last Wednesday. Three of the other veterans took time off from what they're doing to go with her and help her at the far farmer's market. And she sold 75 cheesecakes on her first day. And, and she had this team of people helping her with it. And so those are the things that I think that we're most proud of. I mean, the revenue number is great, and we expect that to grow. But the fact that veterans are doing what veterans do, forming a team, working together, and making an impact together, I think that's the thing that helps us to be a great economic stimulus program. Awesome, thank you. And great leadway into now that you got the overall, we're gonna dive in deeper with each of these guys and talk about if you are a good fit for your program, how many of you feel overwhelmed right now with how many resources are out there about entrepreneurship? Let's raise your hands high. And where do you go first? Who do you go to first? And the commitment, everybody on this panel and even more orgs in our community are saying, let's work together. So I think that's what we're gonna talk about quick is if you guys can give that description of who is the ideal candidate for each of your programs because some of them are different and that's okay. And I know uh, Mark, I'm gonna bust on, today's Mark, bust on Mark Day, is he's so great saying veterans a lot, but I know for a fact, we met when we first began, and Mark is one of the biggest proponents for military spouses and military spouse-owned businesses. So I think these guys sometimes in their nomenclature just say veterans and they actually mean all of us, but being the squeaky wheel, I'm gonna point out, um, and starting with Charlotte for Patriot Bootcamp, that's how we first met was back in 2013, I was lost, didn't know where to start, same thing as Dan said before, didn't know much about business, and I was a Patriot Bootcamp uh, attendee, we met there, and Taylor McLemore, who's the original founder of Patriot Bootcamp, from day one, because I called and I'm like, okay, it says only veteran, or it just says veterans online, and all of us as military spouses are very conscious of not stepping over that line. We know we did not serve in that role, and we don't automatically assume that we are included. So one of the things Taylor has always done from the beginning, and now Charlotte's taking it on, is making sure that military spouse businesses are included. So if you could describe for our solopreneurs, our entrepreneurs who are, already have a team, maybe what level, where in the country, who qualifies, what's a great fit for them, and if they're not, you know, uh, to share another organization that might be even 
pre or post your organization? Sure. Um, so first things first, you know, to Jen's point, um, so maybe Patriot Bootcamp is or is not the right fit for you, uh, but I do think it's important to emphasize that regardless of whether it is like somebody on this panel or I'd also like to mention Bunker Labs. I know um, I saw Jonathan walking around and Sabrina might be here as well, but um, there is an organization suited for everyone and we try to do our best to work collaboratively and a lot of times I'll have applications come into Patriot Bootcamp that I say, you know what, I don't think our organization is well equipped to help this person, but I'm gonna send them to Bunker Labs or I'm gonna send them to Vetted or another organization. So please reach out. It's okay to ask the question of am I the right fit? We're happy to help you and um, hopefully we can guide you to the right fit. So about Patriot Bootcamp specifically, as I mentioned before, um, we focus mostly on tech and tech-enabled businesses. If I had to describe, you know, first from an eligibility perspective, who's, who's eligible to attend active duty military veterans and spouses of active duty military and veterans. So anybody within the community is eligible to attend. If you're selected, it's free to you. You are just responsible for your travel and accommodations to get to the event itself. Um, you have to already have an idea for a business. We're not a startup weekend, um, so I'm not gonna give you a business idea. You have to already you know, have a business idea that you're starting to think about. You don't necessarily have to have actively established that business and filed um, for a business registration, but you have to know what you're trying to accomplish. And the reason for that is that it's really hard to have a productive mentor conversation if you don't at least know what you're trying to work toward or what your ultimate goals are. So you have to be active duty military veteran or spouse, um, actively have a startup idea that you're working on or be actively running a business. And then that business or business idea has to have some sort of technology component. So it could be that you're developing a mobile app. It could be that you're building uh, drone sensors and technology. It, it could be hardware, software. It could be software as a service. It could be an e-commerce platform. So we're not a good fit for somebody trying to make cheesecakes. But if your primary distribution channel is an e-commerce marketplace or platform, and that's how you plan to sell your cheesecakes, and the expertise that you're seeking mentorship on is digital marketing or or some sort of you know, online customer acquisition or growth, or say you want to um, help franchise, you know, empower 20,000 cheesecake bakers across the country and unify them via an online marketplace, then suddenly you become a good fit for Patriot Bootcamp. Um, so why we make the division between what I call tech or tech-enabled versus more of a lifestyle or freelancer-type business is because uh, we evolved out of the Techstars Accelerator community and so the majority of our guest speakers and mentors that we bring to the program to provide guidance and advice are subject matter experts in building a tech business. So they're people that have expertise in how to fund your startup, you know, how to raise $3 million and what's the difference between um, venture debt versus equity. They're people that are product development experts, um, engineers that worked at Snapchat and Facebook and Google and know the ins and outs of how you build um, a tech product. So those are the types of mentors that we provide and therefore we're best equipped to help you if that's the type of business expertise that you're seeking. Um, and then the last thing is that we primarily work with early stage entrepreneurs, which we define as being anywhere from concept through series A. So not every Patriot Bootcamp alum will raise traditional venture capital. Many try to and, and will, um, some will not, like Jen being an example. But um, if you're kind of early stage through Series A, then we're a good fit to help you. If you've already raised a Series B round and you know, have millions of dollars in revenue, then you're probably beyond um, where we'd be a good fit. 
And how about location real quick? Can you explain oh. the... Sure. Um, thanks, Jen. So location. We run the three-day boot camp primarily in Texas and Colorado. It's twice a year, but it's open to anyone nationwide, and typically about 70% of our participants fly in from another state. So an interesting part about our community is that although the boot camp is you know, physically run in particular locations, our um, network of alumni that have gone through it are dispersed all across the country. And so part of what we really try to do is also, you know, after you go through the, the three-day program, we try to connect you with fellow alums in, in your geographic region so that you can continue the peer-to-peer -peer relationship and help each other. Um, but it is a nationwide community, and we've brought about 650 entrepreneurs through the program since 2012. Okay, thanks. So, uh, at Vetted, I kind of touched on uh, who our pool is, generally the E6 and above. Uh, right now, it is just for active duty and veterans. Um, you know, in the future, we are talking about opening it up to military spouses, but because we're a startup, we have to show success first with those uh, in uniform. Um, Cortez actually is in the program right now, and so uh, for those that don't know, active duty can apply to six months during your transition, do a fellowship, and uh, if it gets command approved, that's your job for that six months. And so he's been able to do focus on Wharton, um, you know, juggling many numerous things because he does still get, you know, called back to uh, to recruiting and, and things of that nature. But that's just just something to note uh, for those that you share that with. Um, really great opportunity. Uh, right now, we are Texas based in regard to location, uh, but we do have two fellows that are flying in from Hawaii to do their in-residence and a few others from other states that are not in Texas. They really wanted to do it that bad and, and uh, you know, saw what they'd be able to leverage for their opportunities. You know, we have the, we have the corporate veteran accelerated uh, program branch, but then we also have an entrepreneurship portion of that and so that fellow that wants to do that will still do the same five months distance learning with Wharton but then during their two months instead of doing a capstone with a company what they do is incubate uh, their business idea and then we have a partnership with Bunker Labs who uh, we do have a couple representatives here and uh, that's where they'll go back more to their location and to continue to work on that brand. Yeah, so Street Shares is a bit different than the others up here because we focus more on the veteran small business community as opposed to just startups uh, and those that are sort of past the initial, you know, the initial stage. So there's great organizations, Bunker, Patriot Bootcamp, uh, you know, and others that will sort of train entrepreneurs in the earlier stage or there's, there, there's educational programs. Um, we sort of take you once you've been through that, you have a business, you're post-revenue, we then take you from there. The one exception is on the foundation side, we will give grants to pre-revenue companies. Um, you do not have to be a veteran to apply. Thank you, Jen, for making that very clear. Uh, and then, of course, with our veteran business bonds, anyone can sort of jump in and participate by investing in those veterans. There's a drop-down, and you pick if you're active duty, veteran, spouse, or military supporter. So we're fairly, we're fairly broad. Uh, we use a, a um, definition that uh, Eric Mitchell, who's in the room somewhere, I think, uh, he and I created, um, the warrior class, right? And that's what this is, right? If you are an entrepreneur, if you're a solopreneur, you're a warrior, right? It's hard, it's very, very hard. And, and for those who are just starting, it's harder than you think, okay? Uh, but that entire community 
active duty, veterans, military spouses, even folks whose you know, grandmother or grandfather was in the military and they set out to start a business, you're a warrior, right? And so it's the warrior class that we serve at Street Shares, but we do focus on those that actually have a business going and then we'll take you to that next step. Um, very common example, um, Griff from Comet Flip Flops, I think we'll speak later on. Uh, we actually gave Griff one of his very, very first loans, pre-Shark Tank, right? And um, <clears throat> another example, um, veterans doing government contracting, mm. right? You've got two or three people on your team, you're going for that contract, congratulations, you won a $5 million <laughs> company changing contract, right? But you need 200K, 300K, 400K to stand up and perform on that contract, right? You've got to hire people, equipment, et cetera. Your bank, if you go to your bank, they're going to look at the revenues from your business to date, mm -hmm. and they're going to say, stamp denied, right? That is like perfect for us, right? So we're taking you once you're sort of up and running, and then we'll accelerate you and help you grow. So that's the street shares model. We uh, traditionally has been the, the entrepreneur who has the idea and it's in that beginning phase um, with the, uh, the advent of the, the Veteran Business Center and revamping the programs. Uh, we are now happy because we can work with the veterans who already have an existing business. But again, what, what we find is a lot of those veterans, they started their business for whatever reason that they started their business or fell into the business or you know, got lucky or unlucky and now they're an entrepreneur, but there's a lot of things that they missed along the way. So again, with having the Veteran Business Center and developing two more phases of training, well really three more phases of training, uh, we can work with the existing business owner, not only give him a place to do his job and to, do, to run their business, but then to be able to pop into a lunch and learn and, and that sort of thing and get some additional training on, on things that they may, you know, they've been running their business, but they're running it out of their bank account. And so, you know, money's coming in and we're making more money than we're spending, so business is good, right? And, and not really understanding those things. So that type of training is available for the existing business owner and not done so much in a cohort fashion, but the classes are, are rotating and consistently available. So we're, we're trying to provide services along the business continuum for the entrepreneurs. We are located here in Dallas um, and we're excited. We had two veterans that uh, came, one from Seattle area and one that came from Southern California that are here to take the training. And again, they're responsible for getting here and, and sustaining themselves while they're here. Um, and we hope to in the future have a distance learning application. We, we, we wanna be able to always have, you know, the mentor relationship and the connection with them so that they're training with us and not just uh, training from a curriculum online. That, that's what, what our model is. Um, so we do want to develop a distance learning ability to do that. And then, um, you know, if people keep knocking on the door and the money keeps coming in, we'd like to do some brick and mortar in different places and spread around, around the country. Awesome. So uh, now we're going to jump in a little bit with them personally as entrepreneurs because they are entrepreneurs first. And I love what Mark just said about warrior class. I love that we can all go home and say we are warriors. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily... I feel a tattoo coming on. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> And, but because it doesn't, it doesn't. Jen, you go first with the tattoo. Uh, hey, I got no problem with that. First is going to be Jersey, Jersey warrior. Um, but I think it's great because I think that's the fun, awesome part about this community and this conference that Cortez put together is finally taking away some of that label of veteran or male spouse because at the end of the day, we are entrepreneurs. You are founders. You're influencers. We are all warriors. So I love, I love that you brought that up. 
And so before you start your organizations, you had that entrepreneur spirit in you. Um, but since we're trying to go a little bit deeper and give some practical advice, and I sent this question out to you guys ahead of time, but I don't know the answer, so I'm curious myself, is the travel back in time one? Did I stump any of you with the travel back in time question of what advice you would give to your earlier self, younger self, but more importantly, those of us that are in this audience, if you were sitting out there, what would you have wanted to hear or tell yourself about this crazy world, in a sense? What What is your your take home for that. <laughs> sure, yeah, we, yeah, can, so we can mix, mix I guess, it up. I guess I'll start. All right. Um, you know, the, the thing is, is that a lot of folks wait for perfection, right? All of us, that we wanna start something, we have an idea, and then you're waiting for that perfect time. I can't think of how many folks that I've consulted that they're waiting. Don't wait, start, do something. If you, you know, there's, there's you're gonna have, in, in your business endeavors, you're gonna have times where you have to wait on certain key parts, right? You gotta wait for someone else that's, that's a part of that. You gotta wait for a distributor. You've gotta wait for the government. You've gotta wait for X, Y, and Z. But while you're waiting on one part, you can be executing on another. And so that's my thing. Don't wait for perfection. Your business is about iterating. I mean, look at Amazon. Amazon started out selling books, right? Um, how many people in this room at one time said, I will never put my uh, visa or credit card information online. Yeah. <laughs> now look at us. <laughs> Great. Urshel? I, if I could have that conversation 15 <laughs> minutes before, it, it's really clear for me, is quickly, immediately, right now, go find a mentor. Mm. Go find someone who can help you. You don't have to make all the mistakes originally for yourself. Uh, you can learn from someone else because I just, I roll the dice, I bet on me, I, I'm, I'm not a good employee um, for a long period of time, so I was like, I, I need to go out here and do some things on my own and, and I can create what I'm worth. Um, but I made a ton of mistakes um, just running ahead full steam uh, because no one was there to say, maybe don't do that. Yeah. Or maybe go talk to the lawyer real quick and uh, pay the money for that. Oh, by the way, incorporate. You know, all of those little things that you may or may not miss is just because you're just out there creating revenue and creating something. And so that would be the number one thing is find someone to be a mentor. And there's lots of great organizations yeah. that will help you find a mentor. And people here, people here want to mentor and give back. So ask that too. Charlotte? Uh, two things. One is very obvious and straightforward, but makes a lot more sense in retrospect than it did when I was going through the process, and that is do not start a tech company without a tech co-founder. <laughs> right? It seems pretty obvious. Um, but how that applies to everybody, regardless of whether you're building a, a technology-based venture or not, is you know really think about team building. So maybe you're the visionary with the business idea, but the vision will only get you so far if you can't execute. So make sure that in one way or another, whether it's via volunteers or um, paid employees, doesn't matter, but make sure you have the team and the expertise in place before you invest a lot of time, capital, um, and frustration because uh, a lot of resources spinning your wheels. Um, and you know it's really important to have the building blocks in place to, to build off of. So. Um, that's the main thing, and then um, uh, you know, just echoing what's already been said about finding a mentor and don't don't wait. Yeah. Mark. 
Yeah, for me, I, I guess it would be um, product market fit, right? Everyone has sort of heard that term. You guys know what that, what that means. Entrepreneurs, too often, I think we sort of fall in love with our own ideas, right? We drink our own Kool-Aid. And there's a bit of a cycle here, right? Because there are very successful companies that are actually started because the, the, the vision of the entrepreneur was, I'm going to create the market for this. Mm. People don't yet know they want this, but they will when I'm through with them, right? That is an approach. <laughs> it's a very, very hard approach, right? <laughs> the other approach is that you test that market very often and very lightly and very, very quickly in the earlier days and get a sense for what the market actually wants. You know, what, what, what the best thing to do is create something and then talk to 100 people about it. Not four, not five, not the first dozen who love it. Talk to 100 people about it before you do that second iteration of it. Right, not, so it's earlier product market fit. At Street Shares, we have a few different products, right? So we have term loans, we have lines of credit, we have government contractor financing. One of those has exceptional product market fit that we didn't foresee, right? So there's this sort of transaction that you have with your customer, right? I'm gonna give you X and you're gonna give me A, right? Product market fit, when you hit it, you're giving them X and they're saying, here's A, B, C, and Z. It's incredible when it actually hits right. And so we have different levels of that with our products. And I think earlier on, if I could, could go back in time, I would tell myself to focus more on perfect product market fit earlier on in the process. Otherwise, you kind of waste some time and in our case, you know, marketing dollars trying to find it, right? So perfect product market fit earlier on. One very unrelated, very specific, tangible bit of advice that I got uh, from a mentor at the time uh, which everyone should follow. If you are not a retailer, do not get real estate of any kind, mm. right? Uh, we were operating in my basement uh, from our first three employees through seven employees. Then we moved to, to like a proper facility now. Um, we're now at 32 and moving into a bigger place in January. And I was very, very grateful for a mentor who said, do not get into real estate until you have to. And so we went through, uh, we got until about seven employees in my basement in total violation of my like <laughs> homeowner's rules and all that kind of stuff. We had like neighbors complaining. We had to like have guys park in like different places and walk in and mix it up so we didn't piss off that neighbor and that kind of thing. Um, do not get into any kind of real estate deal because it's overhead and it doesn't add value to your customer, right? If you're online, online retailer, do it from your garage, do it from your basement, do it anywhere that costs you no money because your real estate, your nice office or whatever, unless that contributes to the value proposition to your, your, your customer, don't do it. Which pretty much means unless your customer is coming to the office, exactly right. you don't need to spend the fancy money. Exactly However, right. Mark's office does have the cutest bulldog we do. ever. Emmett to, to greet, greet everyone. Um, so Jen's I a softie for bulldogs. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and to Jen, one other thing. Yeah. You could go to a co-working space and get a virtual <laughs> office. For example, $50 at Honor Courage Commitment will get you a virtual mailbox. That's a good deal. That's a good yeah. deal. Do that. The problem is where Mark and I live back east, it's, it's hard. We're working on it. We're working on finding those affordable co-working spaces. Yeah. Yeah. No. We, and that's what we're trying to find that perfect fit for everybody out there. But same thing. I. I grew military one click out of the, the living room with all remote employees um, up until I sold it. So 
It can happen. Um, but if I had a co-working space to go to, I, I, would, I would. Quick note on the mentorship. We're trying to arm you with the best resources. Same thing. One of my best mentors still is, is from SCORE. How many of you know about SCORE? Good. How many of you are using SCORE? Ooh, not so good. Free, free, free. It's the, I don't know what it stands for, Senior Corporate of Retired Executives, but it's through the SBA. It is free mentorship by people who have been there, done that, and cannot do more for you for free. And if it's not a good match, you have to have a good match with your mentor. If it's not a good match, they'll find you somebody else. But I heard Walt Abbott speak back in DC. Actually, he was at Sue Hoppins' event. And I thought, gosh, what he is saying cannot be true. All the benefits of a SCORE mentorship SBA program. I need to go check this out for myself. And lo and behold, it was um, that and more. So please get involved with your, your local SCORE office. There's in every state. And uh, meet up with a SCORE mentor. They would, they would love to help you. So we have, I sent them 20 questions. But I want to jump into the audience. We want to hear what you want to find out and know from these guys on their organization side, on the entrepreneur side. So hopefully we have the floating mic around and we're going to jump in there. Bianca, I know you can do it without a mic. So jump up. Introduce yourself. This is all part of it. Let, let people know who you are and what you're, you're representing. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> Jersey girls don't need mics. <laughs> I am a Yankees fan, so I'm totally butthurt that I had to fly to Texas the day after you beat my team. <laughs> Uh, a few of us here live in Jacksonville, North Carolina. We're lacking a lot of industry access to those metropolitan resources that you have, bunker lab spots, co-working. Any tips on working with businesses to kind of get them to open up to the idea of allowing spouses and veterans in our town to establish some sort of a co-working space? I'll let you guys, I know Charlotte can help with this one. Um, yeah, so I, I'm not as familiar with your particular area. I know other areas of North Carolina do have um, co-working outfits like WeWork or um, Galvanizes has a couple of locations. If there's not a traditional co-working facility, build your own community. Just get it started. Um, connect with all of us here at the conference and let's build something. There are plenty of virtual communities that if you don't have a physical landing zone, you should still be able to get the resources you need. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd say that shouldn't be the limiting factor in terms of finding either peer mentors or subject matter experts to help you grow your business. Um, but is the challenge for you, like the lack of a physical location to go to? I don't know if this would be helpful, but one thing, a trend I've seen across the country when we've run Patriot Boot Camp in different cities, um, usually the, the entry point is through your local economic development authority. So it's called different things in different places, but usually EDA or just if you Google economic development in your hometown or the largest you know, metro area, um, that's the type of community-based organization that's going to be most receptive to supporting the business environment. Or as Jen mentioned, check and see if there's a local SCORE office. Um, Small Business Administration, the SBA, has a lot of stuff too. So they need to know who you are before they can help you, but I think that's the first step of, like, find the business community first, whether it's your Chamber of Commerce, whether it's the EDA, whether it's an SBA or SCORE office, and then, you know, from there, kind of, you can help build the, the veteran side of that and, and bridge the divide. But um, I'd start with leveraging existing resources and then kind of tailor it to what you need. 
Bianca, is it daily workspace or a meetup once a month for like-minded businesses to get together at a specific spot? Okay, so a co-working space. So just kind of getting, spouses have a bad reputation in our area that we just want to be retail workers or that yeah. our dreams aren't very big. So we're having trouble finding a space that recognizes we, we want to grow our ideas, but we're not in a place to open our own business yet. I see a lot of people nodding heads. Overall, how many people are struggling with finding a co-working space in their community to do something like this? Okay, so there is a need out there besides just Jacksonville, so definitely. Anybody else want to jump on that? Um, just to just to throw an app that's that's out there. It's called Work Hard Anywhere. Um, I used it when I went on a sabbatical traveling around the world to numerous different countries uh, to include different states and cities in the U.S. But uh, it doesn't. It highlights co-working spaces, but it also highlights uh, coffee shops and other locations that have Wi-Fi. And uh, there's a little place where. Once someone gets the Wi-Fi password for there, and it's not public, they actually put it in there, so you, and they update it too, which is nice. Your question? Uh, work hard anywhere. Work hard anywhere. Yeah, it's an it's an app. I believe they have a website also, but I use it as a I used it as a tool and uh, saved me on numerous times, especially when I had to jump on Skype and, and do business calls and things like that. Okay. We have lots more questions, so if you guys uh, want to. Two specific ideas, right? One, incubate your little co-working space within another one, yeah. right? So these exist, they have a few empty desks. If you approach existing um, organizations that have some extra space and persuade them to just give you, you know, you know, two, three desks, right? Start small, incubate it within their facilities. Second, think of it from their perspective, right? Is there some sort of economic incentive that you can give them beyond paying 50 bucks, right? My guess is, in that community, you've got lawyers and financial advisors and insurance people and all kinds of folks who are trying to access the customers that you could bring into this. So in exchange for allowing you to work there, perhaps they get privileged access for a time to come in and pitch their goods and build those, those relationships and that kind of thing. So if you view it from their perspective, you might find some way to you know, make a bit of an economic transaction that makes sense for them. Yeah, and that's the only thing I would add is there are lots of places there that have underutilized space if you can make it make economic sense and co-op a group of people like yourselves that need the same thing, then it makes good sense for a business owner to say, this space is underutilized. If I can generate some revenue or business opportunities, then that makes sense for me. And start there and then grow that ecosystem.